Welcome to LifeQuest, a program that directs you to subjects and books that will make a difference in your life. A program that will make you think and strengthen your journey of faith in the 21st century. My name is Dwight Lanehoff. Today on LifeQuest, I'm talking with James Daughtry. He is a teacher, a Bible teacher. He has served as a missionary and is involved in cross-cultural ministry. He's also an author. And today I'm talking with him about his book, The Words of King Lemuel, the Virtuous Woman of Proverbs 31. Welcome to LifeQuest, James. Hi, Pastor Dwight. Thanks for having me back on the program. Why this book at this time? Well, when I was a young man, there was a Christian couple um, that was happily married. And so I asked the husband, uh, I said, what should I look for in a wife? And he told me, read Proverbs 31. That'll tell you everything that you need to know. Hmm. So I read the proverb. Uh, but I was confused. Uh, it seemed old and outdated, but I wanted to understand it, so I asked some uh, young ladies that I knew. But they laughed, and they said things like, oh, you mean superwoman, <laughs> or that proverb's unrealistic, the woman never sleeps. Yeah. Uh, their answers left me more confused, and it started me on a long road of, of research and investigation. I wondered, uh, could there be a proverb in the Bible about a virtuous woman that's not realistic? Hmm. Well, I found out that uh, I believe that this was a real woman, and this, uh, this is realistic, this is obtainable. And it's not just about a virtuous woman, it's about life in general, it's about family, it's about relationships, and uh, it's for men as well as women. Um, do we have any idea who this King Lemuel is? Well, that's a, a good question because a lot of people uh, wonder who he was, and we really don't know who King Lemuel is. There's a number of theories on who he was, but uh, one thing we do know, uh, whoever King Lemuel was, whoever wrote this proverb, was inspired by God, and so as they wrote this proverb, they were writing the words of God, and we have in this proverb uh, what God is trying to teach us and what he wants us to learn through it. Explain for our listening audience, uh, James, the, the dynamics here. Here's a King Lemuel, but his mother seems to be involved in this, and where does this go? Right. Well, I think the, the first nine verses of this proverb are very important. Uh, there's a lot of books out there that they start at verse 10 because that talks about the virtuous woman. Right. But the, we need to look at the proverb as a whole. There's only 31 verses, and to properly understand it, we need to really learn, uh, read the whole thing. There's so many things to learn. Uh, King Lemuel's mother probably taught him uh, from a child uh, many of the themes in, in this proverb. Uh, her language was probably different uh, when he was younger. She talked to him in a different way. Uh, and I believe the first nine verses, he was probably a young man at that time, and he remembers uh, this conversation that his mother had with him. And she tells him a lot of important things in these first nine verses, and, and some of those themes are throughout the proverb. And there's just a lot of wisdom there. And one thing I think we see in those first nine verses and throughout the proverb is the faithfulness of a mother teaching her her child. Mm -hmm. And we see that he remembers her words. And uh, he, he later talks about the virtuous woman. I believe that's his own words when he starts writing there. And uh, his mother had an a, a big impact on his life. 
And you point out that it it seems as if we're talking about a married woman here, and and yet he still uses the word virtuous, which we don't always do if we ever use that word anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of misunderstandings about the word virtuous. Uh, the word uh, translated as virtuous comes from uh, a Hebrew word, uh, ha'il. And actually in Hebrew, that's a very difficult word to understand. Uh, often in the Bible, that word is used in reference to men. So when we try to understand uh, that word when it's applied to a woman, it's really difficult. In general, what that word, uh, Hebrew word means is, is force. So uh, this woman truly was a force uh, within her family, within her community. Uh, the word also has the idea of physical strength, and she was physically strong. It also has the idea of, of inner strength, and she was a woman of inner strength. It also has the idea of uh, a financial strength, and she had an impact on the family financially. Um, the word is most often used in reference to an army or a valiant warrior. So I think King Lemuel maybe was trying to convey the idea that this woman was a warrior, not in the military sense, but in her love and passion for others. I've read a lot of stories about women who, you know, like say through the depression of the 30s and things like that, they held the family together and uh, kept things going in, with this kind of inner strength. Yes, this woman, as you study through this proverb, and I go in the book uh, verse by verse and look at her different abilities and strengths, and we could really see that she was a real force within her family. Mm -hmm. In Proverbs thirty-one twelve, you point out where it says uh, she will do him good and, and not evil all the days of her life. And you conclude that this is probably, she's going to treat him in this good way in good times and bad times. Right. You know, that verse is, is, is a simple verse. Uh, that she, she will do him good. Uh, and not evil all the days of her life. And sometimes we think, well, that's that's a no-brainer. That's what people do in marriage. Well, sadly, uh, with the divorce rate we have, uh, it's not happening. Yeah. And if people would follow uh, this verse, this concept, it would really revolutionize marriages in our country. How do we put this in understandable terms in the 21st century. We're talking here about uh, wool and flax and woven items and, and food and spending out all the night doing that. How, how can we relate to this? Well, Pastor Dwight, this proverb uh, it was written around 3,000 years ago. And what I try to do in my book, uh, The Words of King Lemuel, is really to travel back in time 3,000 years understand the culture and the customs of the people. And as you learn about their life, at first it might seem kind of strange, but a, a lot of the things they, they did, although maybe a little bit different from today, um, really were similar. Uh, the virtuous woman needed to go shopping for food. Mm -hmm. um, she needed to take care of her children. So many of the different things that she did really are the same uh, today, and there's just so many uh, truths and principles in this proverb. And, you know, today, 
um, in our country and the world, there's so much confusion about uh, the role of a man, the role of a woman, who yeah. is a man, who is a woman, and it's really a great time to get back and to study this ancient proverb. And I appreciate the way you've gone into detail to bring us in, into an understanding of of something 3,000 years um, old. Uh, she's in charge of her whole household, and uh, especially in, in that time, that's more than just husband and wife, isn't it? Right. Usually the households back then uh, included uh, the immediate family. Sometimes it, it may include uh, extended family relatives, and uh, sometimes it actually included servants, too. It doesn't say exactly who all the members of her household were, uh, we know there was her husband and her children, but uh, there's a good chance that there were other people, too. In verse 16, she considereth a field, she buys it with the f- uh, fruit of her hands, that she planted a vineyard. That really stuck out to me, because here is not a, a housefrau that doesn't see the word <laughs> world about her. Um, a businesswoman, we would say today. Well, that's, that is really a, a verse that there's a lot to it, as you as you study through it and look a little bit deeper into it. Uh, I believe that she really had the best of both worlds. Uh, she was involved in a business. We're not sure if it was a family business, uh, whether it was her husband's or from her family, or she started it. But um, uh, this verse here specific is talking about you know, her uh purchasing a field, and it's a little unclear whether this was actually part of her business or whether this was actually for her family, mm-hmm. uh, the vineyard, and maybe to give to her extended family, her friends. She possibly could have um, sold uh, the produce, too, from this vineyard. Later on, it says in the proverb that she um, sells fine linen and girdles. So uh, it tells us a little bit more about her business uh, in, in that passage, but this is just a great, uh, great verse, and I get into it a little bit more in the book about all the steps that would be involved. It, it's a short verse, but yeah. if you think about it and research it and look back in that time period, uh, what was involved about actually buying land and, and clearing the land and planting a vineyard. Verse 17 uses, twice at least, the word strength. A strong woman is what you titled that chapter. Uh, define that for me. Yeah, for us uh, today, that verse would be difficult to understand. Uh, let me read that. It says, She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. Uh, King, uh, King Lemuel is using uh, figurative language that the readers uh, in that time period would have easily understood. But Um, For modern-day readers, we don't really uh, understand the meaning. And I explain a little bit more what what those words mean. And basically, uh, she was a physically strong woman. And it was because back in that time period, uh, there was a lot of demanding uh, tasks for women. And she was obviously a diligent woman that, that worked hard. So she was physically strong. Carrying water from the well with some crockery, which was probably right. heavy I in itself. Yeah, I talk about that a little bit in, in the chapter. I, I think that's a, a really good illustration of some of the things that they did back in that time period. Yeah, besides the the harvesting in an agricultural society. Yes, yes. Um, okay, uh, then 
this concept of of success. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by by night. Uh, interpret that for me. Yeah, that is uh, a, a little bit of a, a difficult verse. Probably one of the most controversial verses in the Proverbs, especially the last half of it. Um, she was uh, selling a merchandise, and uh, she actually uh, had sales. She wasn't. Uh, the word perceive is sometimes we have a little bit of a misunderstanding of that, but. Um, from the context of this verse, she was actually selling her merchandise. So she wasn't relying on intuition or trusting or feeling. She was actually uh, selling and earning income. Uh, the second part of the verse is really controversial, that uh, her lamp goeth not out by night. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people have images of an exhausted woman working all night and getting <laughs> almost no sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's important to realize that King Lemuel it doesn't state anywhere in the verse that the virtuous woman works all night and doesn't sleep. Actually, if she worked all night and didn't sleep, she wouldn't be able to carry out her daily routine. So I talk uh, about the significance of a candle back in the ancient Middle East uh, from a practical standpoint, social standpoint, uh, religious standpoint, and that really helps you understand uh, what the last part of that verse is talking about. Chapter 11, again, uh, looking at something different than we deal with today when it it gives the illustration here of uh, weaving, a spindle, uh, that sort of thing. Right. It it says that she layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. Uh, The spindle and distaff are uh, unfamiliar tools for many people nowadays, but they're tools that you make yarn by hand, and uh, these were portable tools, so she wouldn't, be, she wouldn't be confined to one space. She'd be able to move around the home. Uh, she could take them with her when she went somewhere, and she had a weight. She could uh, make yarn. Maybe she went by a friend's house and talked and, and made yarn. So this verse, I think, really shows us uh, some of her activities and her priorities and time management throughout the mm-hmm. day. Um, her ultimate goal really was to, to care and provide for her household. In so much of the messages that the prophets gave to Israel uh, in the Older Testament, it was a lot talking about being generous or recognizing the poor, the fatherless. That, that was a recurring theme, and we find it here in Proverbs 31.20 the idea that she was uh, generous and was concerned about the needy. Yes, you know, uh, King Lemuel's mother actually in the first nine verses uh, encouraged him to uh, watch out for the poor and needy. And uh, he obviously listened to her counsel again. We can see that. And he embraced her teaching because he points out this quality in the virtuous woman. Mm-hmm. And the virtuous woman... Um, from her ambition, hard work, business endeavors. Uh, she had the resources to help others. But she could have felt, you know, I work hard for my money and, and I don't want to share. But she did share with people and, and she reached out her generous hands to help those in need. And the word hands is a key word that King Lemuel uses throughout this proverb. The amazing hands of the virtuous woman. Uh, left a wonderful legacy of her sacrificial love and service. 
And as you know, Pastor Dwight, uh, in the book there's questions, so it could be used as a study guide. And one of the questions I ask is, what legacy will you leave? Yeah. She left a wonderful legacy of her, her hands that served and cared for others. Unfortunately, for some people, their legacy might be their house or their boat or their car. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in talking about these uh, qualities, uh, this this woman, uh, also King Lemuel's mother, but all of a sudden in verse 23 of Proverbs 31, all of a sudden it's something about the husband. And how does that fit in? Yeah, it, it doesn't say a lot about the husband in this proverb. He's mentioned a few times. Uh, the husband of the virtuous woman held an important position. He was an influential person in the political and social affairs of the city. Um, he had a lot of responsibilities as well as a, a lot of temptations. And uh, his status in society uh, surely was enhanced by the good reputation of his wife. Uh, the community obviously knew that he had a responsible wife in a well-managed home. So I believe that she had a part in his fame and success. If you just tuned in, I'm talking with James Daughtry. His book is The Words of King Lemuel, uh, The Virtuous Woman of Proverbs 31. You've mentioned it just now, but let's talk a little bit more about the format of your book, these uh, questions that you put in every chapter. Right. I wrote it uh, so that it could be a Bible study guide. Uh, each each chapter has uh, questions for discussion. Mm-hmm. And as I actually have taught the, this as a whole class or Bible uh-huh. study, um, not only do we discuss the questions, but people usually have more questions and comments. And it's really a proverb, I think, that resonates with people. Once you get into it and understand it, there's always a lot of good discussion. Uh, it could also be used as a devotional, and uh, actually one professor from a seminary mentioned that uh, he was going to use it as a commentary. Uh, the book has a lot of references, and it's all in the uh, biography of Hebrew words in the ancient um, uh, civilization, and back in that time, their customs. Um, but I don't want your listeners to think it's complicated because I really make it uh, very easy to read and very user-friendly. The book is The Words of King Lemuel, The Virtuous Woman of Proverbs 31 by James Daughtry. James, where can our listeners get a copy of your book? Well, the book is uh, available on Amazon, and it's on in many different bookstores. Uh, the publisher is Abaddon. If they would go to abaddonbooks.com, they would be able to find uh, it there, Uh, but if they just put in the words of King Lemuel, uh, uh, Jim Daughtry, James Daughtry, they should be able to find it online or in their local bookstore. James, thanks for being with us on LifeQuest. Well, thank you very much for having me on the program. Thanks for listening to LifeQuest today. If you have questions or comments, you may send them to lifequest at lifetalk.net. My name is Dwight Lanehoff. This program comes to you from studios in the Meadowglade Church, Battleground, Washington.